It's time to talk about the Temple Owls. What should Boston College be worried about when they head down to Philadelphia this weekend to take on Temple? We're going to talk about that and many more things on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. I am so excited to talk to you guys all today. It is Thursday. We're a couple days away from kickoff between Boston College and Temple on the road in Philadelphia, a noon kickoff on ESPNU. On today's show, we're going to look at their team, and I'm going to talk a little bit about a specific aspect of the Temple Owls that we need to be worried about. I'm also going to look at... The BC injury situation and talk a little bit about how there's a couple other players that are still out. And I have some thoughts about Marcus Valdez and Jalen Gill. You want to hear about that. And finally, I'm going to talk some football recruiting news. So make sure that you are subscribed and ready to lock in on some great Boston College content today. So first of all, let's get into the Temple talk. Now, one of the things they say on Locked On uh, Network is to try to like get a opposing fan, uh, opposing writer or podcaster to come in and talk about Temple. I gotta tell you, with the Phil Dracovic news this week, I'm gonna be totally honest, I made no effort to find a Temple writer. Um, they were hard, I don't know anyone, so, I was like, and I know I know quite a few writers, I have, I believe me, I get the rest of the season covered, uh, but I couldn't find you a Temple one, so I apologize, but there's enough that we can talk about on our own. The first thing I wanted to talk about is looking at Temple and thinking about what it is about this team that could be a problem for Boston College. Boston College is a 16-point favorite heading into this game on the road, and that uh, line came out probably after Vegas had an idea that um, that BC would be without Phil Dracovic. Now, heading into this game, BC is going to face a two-headed beast at quarterback. They uh, Facing Temple, they're going to probably have one of two quarterbacks in. First of all, they're going to probably have Dewan Mathis. He's listed as their starting quarterback. He's a mobile quarterback. He's a transfer from Georgia. Uh, who got hurt last week in the Akron game. He's listed as day-to-day with a foot injury, uh, but he could still play. Getting out of Georgia for Mathis was the greatest thing that possibly could have happened for him last year after JT Daniels didn't play very much. Mathis came in, I think it was the Florida game I was watching, and he looked completely overwhelmed. But that was against Florida, who was, you know, who ended up winning the, uh, coming in second in the SEC last year. This year, he's at Temple. The, the The expectations have to be a little bit lower. Look at his stats, and they kind of still look like he's struggling. I mean, he's eight for twenty-four for 148 yards and one interception. That that's not going to cut it. So when I look at this, I I say, you know, they're probably going to start with Mathis. He is a kid that's played a little bit more. He's got the experience under his belt, but. Don't be surprised if the Owls go with Justin Lynch, their other freshman quarterback, who's threw, who looked good, I thought, against uh, Akron. You know, he threw for 248 yards this season, including uh, 255 yards, excuse me, against Akron with two touchdowns. Now, if they start Mathis, don't be surprised if they say, you know, forget this. We're going to go with, with Lynch uh, because he could do some things. He could also rush the ball. He's got a rushing touchdown as well. So BC is going to have to prepare for two different quarterbacks here. Mathis, who can run the ball. Mathis has legs. 
and, and Lynch who can run it a little bit, but Lynch has a good arm. And what's scary about Temple, and I know you're thinking Temple, this is a team that's pretty bad in it. And, you know, they scored 45 points their last game, but again, it was against Akron. They let up 28 points against Akron and 61 against Rutgers. So, you know, this is a team that it hasn't really done a whole lot. They've got some really talented uh, wide receivers. One that I really like is uh, Randall Jones, who Jeff Halfley mentioned during his press conference this week as a potential NFL wide receiver. And he's a big kid. You know, he's a big kid who's got eight catches for 208 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, He is six feet tall, so he's not huge, but he's a big, fast kid uh, from Miami. And I love the way he plays. So this, and and they've got another wide receiver as well at um, Jaden Blue who has six passes uh, for 21 yards and, uh, you know, another kid that could really do a lot for the Owls. So that's that's like areas of concern. You look at this offense and you, and you see what BC's defense did last week and against UMass, they let up 28 points against UMass. They got to clean some stuff up. I said this all along, like there's the defense can play better. I, and I don't know what they're going to do in terms of the players, um, you know, in the scheme for this game. I think BC can still do some things. And you look at Temple's defense, and this was their Achilles heel last year, and their defense, I mean, they let up 61 points to Rutgers. Rutgers, who struggled to put up points against um, Temp- uh, sorry, Syracuse this week, this is a team that can't really play much defense. So even with Phil, uh, sorry, with Dennis Grossell in the game, I expect Boston College to put up a lot of points against this defense. So there's your area of concern, your area of... Uh, of area to attack. I think Boston College should be okay, even if they let up some points. You just you just want to hope. I think the thing you want to watch for is how BC plays against this offense because they got some. It's probably the first time this year that you're playing against a team with some playmakers. No offense to UMass, they really have many, but um, I think Temple does have a, a couple. I have a question for you. Do you like this podcast? I'm sure you're probably shaking yes because you're listening to it still. If you do, you need to check out Locked on ACC. It's hosted by Candace Cooper, and it's uh, joined by assistant um, co-hosts excuse me, that uh, from all around the Locked on ACC platform. You have me. You have the uh, uh, Drizzy Drake from Florida State. You have uh, K- Kenton Gibbs from NC State who used to play for the NC State Wolfpack. you got to check out some of these podcasts. There's some really great ones out there. Um, but on Lockdown ACC, we all join Candace and we talk about B- uh, ACC football. I do a power poll every week, and I can always get Candace to crack up because I, 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 I get into some things about some of the teams that we play against. And uh, you got to want to check that out. So check out Lockdown ACC wherever you get your podcasts. Now let's chat a little bit about Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving customers for over 20 years. Why spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can head over to rockauto.com and save. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution for your auto parts needs. And when you do, write Locked On in their Hide You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. 
This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. So before we get into the segment, I need to um, explain. I, some of you might be listening, hoping that you would have heard CJ Clink scales. There was a little miscommunication on the date. Um, I have a guy that's kind of helping me connect with some of these recruits. Um, CJ had practice a little later than uh, we expected today, so I couldn't get him on. I'm going to be recording with him tomorrow, hopefully, and then we'll have that podcast out for you next week. So hopefully you get to hear running back CJ Clink scales, who is a committed uh, Boston College running back back from Georgia. You'll want to hear what he has to say about Jeff Halfley and the staff. Now, we're talking about Saturday's game. It's a game against the Temple Owls, the 2-0 BC Eagles against the 1-1 Temple Owls, a 16.5 point, or 15.5 point spread. It's a game that you could find on ESPNU. We talked in the first segment about what are some of the things about the Owls that, you know, you want to take serious if you're a Boston College fan. Like, hmm, maybe the BC will have some problems with X and Y. But, you know, there's a few other things that come up when we're talking about this game. And one of them is injuries. It's been the thing we've been talking about all week on this podcast, right? Phil Dracovic is out. We know he hurt his hand or his wrist. He had surgery. He's gone, and it looks like he's done for the season. However, there's other injuries to talk about as well. We know Aaron Bumeri is out. He is done for the year. He has a hip injury on the same hip he hurt already when he was with Temple a couple years ago. That's a bummer. It sounds like his career probably is done. I mean, at this point, he's probably not going to come back. I don't think he can. And, um, you know, he's out of uh, eligibility, and I just can't see him getting drafted. I don't think he has a long enough leg to do that. And to be a kicker to get drafted in the NFL, you got to do quite a, uh, quite a lot. And I, don't think he has, I don't think he's gotten to that level yet. So he's out. But there's a few other injuries that we really haven't talked about. And two of the big ones uh, are Marcus Valdez and um, J- Jalen Gill. And so Valdez has a hand injury and Jalen Gill has a foot injury. At, at, at practice today, wide receiver Jalen Gill, uh, Jeff Halfley said, was, was the first time he had the boot off, he was actually able to run. Now, that doesn't mean he was practicing with his team. That means he was just able to run. That should give you a better sense of where Jalen Gill is at. Will he be back for the Temple game? Absolutely not. Should he be? No. BC doesn't need Jalen Gill for this game. And he they would much, I'm sure, much rather have him healthy for some of those ACC games. So getting him, you know, moving and going, perfect. That's exactly where he should be. I don't know what the injury is. They don't ever tell us. Uh, but... When you're at this point, you do not want to push it so that for a meaningless game like Temple, when you could wait and get him ready for you know Clemson in two weeks or NC State in three weeks. You know I don't know where he's at, but you know he's one guy. I don't I don't think they need it. They have Jaden Williams, they have Zay Flowers, they have Kobe White, they have C.J. Lewis. You've seen all these guys playing at wide receiver. You know it'd be nice to have Jalen Gill back, but you don't need him, and so. I think it's perfect. I think it's great to see that he's getting on the right track. And it's great to see that Halfley saying, you know, he's he's going to be back at some point, but we don't know when. Uh, and he said soon, excuse me. He said, well, he'll be back soon. So, but I don't, I don't think, I think they haven't ruled him out yet. I think he's out. And I, I would be, I would be pretty surprised to see Jalen Gill on the field on Saturday. In addition, Marcus Valdez. Now, this was a tricky one. I was talking to Mitch Wolf on, um, on we, we text a lot, and he's uh, my, my site writer, and, you know, I, we love talking BC sports. So I was talking to him back and forth, and I said to him, you know, it'd be nice to have Marcus Valdez back. And he's he pushed back, and I, I like a little disagreement here. And he said, you know, oh, they don't need him. And, you know, I think there's a p- point to that. You know, Marcus Valdez 
is much more, I think, at this point, more important than what you need with Gill. Valdez provides you stability on that defensive line when you don't have a lot of established depth. You have Brandon Barlow and Shatasala, and that's kind of it. Then you're putting out Donovan Azaraku. You're putting out Nito Akpala, Ty Clements. These are all freshmen. You need Val- Valdez is the third guy is good. And, you know, Mitch was saying to me, uh, you know, don't play him right away. You could still beat Cl- you could still beat um, Temple without uh, Marcus Valdez. However, he said, you know, as well, and I agree, this is where I'm kind of at. Maybe Valdez doesn't start. Maybe he's kind of plays that Max Roberts pass rusher role and, and gets limited snaps. So, like, he comes in when it's third and long and you need a pass rusher in there. That might be the role. You know, the more I think about it, though, I'm not sure where he's at, but I I'm guessing they keep him out too. Like, again, if you can win this game without putting Jalen Gill out there, without playing Marcus Valdez, you do it because you don't need to rush them back and risk re-injury or playing them at 75% when you need them later in the season. So I think both Gill and Valdez probably won't play. And that's okay. And maybe they maybe Valdez does play, but I'm guessing he doesn't. And finally, the other injury report is people have been asking, and this is something that's not like that uncommon to understand. But Deion Jones, I know he's working his way back. I'm not sure when he'll he'll be back. He had a knee injury. He hurt it against UVA last year in the season finale against the Cavaliers. Um, and Jeff Halfley, the last time we had talked to him about it, said that, you know, he's working his way back. He was the scout player of the week a few weeks ago, which strikes me as he's getting there. He's probably right on on the cusp of being ready. But I don't expect him to be back for this game either. He could be a guy that you might see against Mizzou, against Clemson. But, you know, I think he's a, a few weeks away as well. So the injury report, you're seeing where it's at. But I'm telling you right now, you have enough talent in the on the two deep to to rest these guys and not have to rush them back. Do you agree with me? Disagree with me? Hit, up, hit me up on Locked on BC. I know a lot of you guys love to disagree with me. And I love a good argument. So check me out on Locked on BC. Now, in a moment... The NCAA makes an interesting move, and I want to talk a little bit about their ramifications and where Boston College may sit in all of this. Guys, I want to chat with you about sweat block. I know it's not uh, the most fun thing to talk about. One of them, it's excessive sweating. It's gross, right? You know, you're sweating through your t-shirts for no reasons. It's embarrassing, and as I just said, it's gross. Some of you know that I personally have dealt with this when I speak in public. I can't help but sweat through my shirts. Now listen, I know this isn't life and death and there are much worse problems in the world, but let's be honest, it feels like life and death and uh, it's it's important when you're in that moment. And that's why I use Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed, and then boom, next morning you wake up, wash, and go about your day without swearing about sweat, guaranteed. I know this sounds too good to be true, but I literally only have to use sweat block once or twice a week and it helps me keep dry all the time. No more picking out my shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. If you or someone you know is living with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com or with promo code locked on or at Amazon or CVS. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. 
Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code Locked On. And from ba- football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 21 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, so make sure to head on over to their site and use Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. This is Locked On Boston College. On tomorrow's show, we will have Eric Hofsis on, who will give us his preview of the Temple game. We'll go over betting lines around the ACC and talk everything college football. You're going to want to check out that episode. And now, on Thursday, I reported, uh, sorry, on Wednesday, I reported on BC Bulletin um, following up on Ross Dellinger's report on Sports Illustrated about the NCAA approving a new rule that would allow college football teams to increase their yearly um scholarship pool to 32 for the 2022 season. This would be a one-year exception, meaning that teams could only do this just for the season. However, there was some caveats that came up with this rule. They were doing this mainly because of the transfer portal. If you remember, there were like 1,400 players in college football that entered the transfer portal, and it hit Boston College really hard. They had 15 guys enter the transfer portal. They ended up bringing back about seven from other schools, but that's still a net loss of seven. Um, Now, with this rule, though, teams can try to uh, pad that loss by getting true freshmen. Now, it, you know, the the thought behind all of this was that the NCAA wants teams to be able to you still attract freshmen and not be pushed out by all these transfers. Um, some of this has to do with name, image, and likeness. There's a lot of different factors that go into this, but this isn't a podcast about the NCAA. This is a podcast about Boston College. So I had some real thoughts about this. Well, first of all, I have to say right off the bat, I talk to loads of people about Boston College recruiting, whether it's guys on the staff, recruits, I get a good sense of where they're at, but I haven't asked anyone about this rule yet. And Boston College probably wouldn't answer me if I asked him, but given some of the conversations, I could tell you kind of where I think they're at. Now, Boston College last year took a huge class. They took a 25-man class. They're at 22 right now. Now... If they were to go to get a bigger class this year, say they go, they take advantage of this extra bumper of true freshmen and go to 32, how would that impact them moving forward? They couldn't take a bigger class in 2023. So they would, you know, maybe the 2023, they're looking at like, hey, there's a ton of local kids. You know, they get the three kids from Catholic Memorial. They want to look at uh, Samuel Samuel Okakalala uh, from Somerville. They got a lot of guys that maybe they really want. And they don't want to pigeonhole themselves in and only say, oh, wow, we only can take 18 because we took 32 last year. So there's a possibility that this new rule, which people are like, oh, this is really cool, may not impact Boston College at all. But there is the possibility of, of one thing, and this is what I think might end up happening with the Eagles. So... I mean, they're probably not going to go say, oh, I'm going to take 32 recruits for this class. Just don't see that happening. However, say maybe there's a two or three guys that are available and they like them all. And hey, they all want to commit to BC. But maybe to hit 25, they would only be able to take one or two. Now they get that flexibility and they can say, you know what? I'm going to take both of you because they can do it. 
This gives them that little flexibility. So maybe they'll just take one or two. Maybe they'll have a class of 27 or 28. I don't think that's the bad idea. And that gets you some more of true freshmen because I do like this idea that they're saying in here. You know, everyone is really worried and rightfully so that the transfer portal is going to completely nuke college football. That, you know, players are just going to say, hey, I'm going to go play for Alabama because they need a running back and I'm at, you know, Boston College. I'm going to go there and try to win a national championship. This should reward getting true freshmen because you're getting you know, some guys that you can build. And for a program like Boston College, it's not a bad thing, right? Especially now that they've gotten uh, some of their players that were Steve Adazio guys and sent them off to other schools where maybe they would be a better fit. So we're going to wrap up our podcast here. This again, Locked on Boston College is a 20 to 30 minute podcast. You know, we were supposed to have CJ Klingscales in today. We didn't. So that's okay. We had other things that we could talk about, but we're going to wrap it out uh, at a nice solid 20. If you like our podcast, I have a question and a suggestion for all of you. Head on over to Apple iTunes, hit that subscribe button and give us a five star review. Then write a quick little review and say, hey, AJ's a great Boston College podcast, a great Boston College, whatever you want to say. It helps us tremendously. Do that in the second request is to head on over to youtube.com and find Locked On Boston College. Hit the subscribe button there as well. Again, the more people that see subscriptions, so we, we're like two away from 100. I would love to get to 100 before the Temple game. The more people that see it, the more they're like, oh, this is a really great site. This has got some, let's check that out. And that will help build Locked On Boston College. Some of you have been asking, like, how do I help? That would be the biggest thing you could do. Head on over to YouTube, hit subscribe. Head on over to Apple iTunes, hit subscribe. Five-star review and a review. It'll take you 10 seconds, 20 seconds. You'll be done and you'll feel great because you helped AJ. So thank you all. If you want to follow me on Twitter, follow me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC. I got my blue check back. It was like, I, I hate like self-bragging, but I will hear a little bit. I bet like I got it removed for something. I don't even know what happened. It said like they accidentally didn't, they accidentally verified me when they shouldn't have. Then I tried re- reaching out to Twitter. Didn't, didn't get any answer back because they don't have any customer service, which is whatever. And then I reapplied again this week and they're like, yep. Yeah. So cross your fingers. They don't take it away a second time because I didn't do anything. It just was like gone. So uh, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on uh, Facebook at Boston College SI. And you know where to find us on all the social medias. Thank you all for listening. We're having a huge week here at Lockdown Boston College. And it's because of you. It makes me excited to do this. And I really appreciate you all. Thank you all. And I will see you all again for Friday show where you'll get your predictions, analysis, and everything you need for the Temple Boston College game. We'll see you all then. Take care and stay well.